I didn't touch you. Wait, did, did you just touch me? Dude, 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 did you did you just touch me? I didn't touch you, man. Wait, wait, wait. whoa. Did, did you just touch me? Something's touching me right now. You both have been touched by a podcast. Hello and welcome everyone to the inaugural episode of Touched by a Podcast. Um, I'm Chris. I am Matthew. I'm Benjamin. Um, this is a podcast about paranormal getting handsy. But I like when they get handsy. <laughs> I bet you do. I don't see a lot of action these days. I'll get it wherever I can. All right. <laughs> Starting get- at the top right here. This is <laughs> Well, you're in the right place because this podcast is going to touch you. Oh yeah. Yes. Cool, because no's not in my vocabulary. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so our uh, first topic, to just start things off here, um, is a little bit of a controversial cool. one, I guess. Let's, let's talk about something real quick. Okay. Let's talk about this little drink we got here. Hit me up. Oh, yeah, this is, this is going to be a big thing that we will start doing, or yeah. we will be doing each podcast. Um, so uh, we're going to start drinking... At the beginning and get sloshed, right? Is that what? No, no sorry. <laughs> well, if one beer gets you sloshed, <laughs> podcast alcoholics. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, Chris loves it. <laughs> oh, God. Chris loves it. So we're oh. attempting to find beers and or wines and I guess maybe liquors if it becomes harder to find. Um, originating around the uh, topic of our podcasts. And since we're in Georgia, it was tough. A little too tough to find some New England-ish beers, so we settled with, you know, the always great Sam Adams. Right. So this <laughs> this podcast is going to be about Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, and the New England Society for Psychic Research. So our task before we got here to do this podcast was to hunt down some sort of drink from the area, and it's, you'd think that searching the whole of New England for something wouldn't be that difficult, but when you live in Georgia, like half of the stock is Georgia drinks, Georgia yeah. IPAs, everything like that, and so there wasn't much to go off of. So we went Samuel Adams on this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got the Rebel IPA, and it's it's all right so far. Yes. Chris loved his first sip. Tastes oh, like yeah. pine salt. <laughs> <laughs> so oh man, yeah, yeah. So I at the end, we'll we'll all talk about how we thought of it. Yeah. We'll have some opinions. We'll let it... Um, some good, some bad. Let, let it <laughs> marinate for a minute. Uh, yeah, marinate. All right, so we'll jump right into Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, actually, I'll be hitting up a little bit about just their history, you know, where they... Um, you know, how old they are, how they met, what who they were before they got all into the paranormal... Um, so, and then we'll hit a little bit about their cases, and finally, they have a funky little museum that, uh, Ben will tell, tell you a little more about. It looks like it smells funky from the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's in the back of some dude's <laughs> house, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> can't be great. You want to see my storage shed? <laughs> Do they have viewing booths? <laughs> I hope not. 
All right, so um, Ed Warren, Miney, Mini. Oh, by the way, this is um, you're going to see this happen a lot. Um, pronunciation is, is not my strong suit. I don't think anybody else is going to. And be, I can't read. So. And he can't read. So yeah, Matt is <laughs> illiterate. Uh, <laughs> Edward Warren, Mini, and Lorraine Rita Warren. Um, her maiden was Moran, Mor Morin, Morin, maybe Morin. Oh, whatever. Um, so Ed was born 1926, September 7th. Uh, died August 23, 23rd of 2006. <laughs> Lorraine was born uh, January 31st, 1927. So she is getting, having a birthday soon uh, as we're recording this. So she's 91, will be 92 shortly. Old. Um, <laughs> yeah, just old. Just old. Doesn't matter at that point, you're just old. <laughs> so... <laughs> Ed was a uh, United States Navy veteran and former police officer who became self-taught, self-professed demonologist, author, and lecturer. Lorraine is a clairvoyant and light trance medium. So, whatever that is. Uh, uh, 1952, they founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. So... Most people, especially if you're in paranormal, know who Ed and Lorraine Warren is, are. are. Um, so, I mean, you've probably read books by them. You've seen movies um, about their cases, all that fun stuff. Um, a little bit about the New England um, Society for Psychic Research. Um, you know, they started it out. Now it's actually run by uh, Tony Spira. Spera, S-P-E-R-A. Um, Sounds Italian. <laughs> so Spera. Meet the balls. Yeah, Tony Spera. Should have <laughs> ate some spaghetti for this episode. <laughs> no more food. No, no more. We had Wendy's before we, we got here. Delicious Wendy's. So And a, um, and a dirty Wendy's at that. But yeah. Dirty there was, Wendy's. There was a turd on the floor. It was not a turd on the floor. I know, I just... I, just, I know. Well, it so might have been. I just want to be relevant. I just couldn't see it. You I just know. want to say stuff. <laughs> I was trying to find the um, relationship between Tony, Tony and the Warrens. So, um, but I can't really. Who's Tony? He is the leader of the New England Society for Parent, uh, Psychic Research. How did he get put to that? Um, did they teach him? Because didn't I, she teach a bunch of people? Yeah. Or both of them, I guess, did. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. So uh, he is her son-in-law. Tony is? Yes, Tony uh, is the son-in-law. Um, he's worked with Ed and Lorraine for over 30 years. Lorraine will no longer be available for personal appearances, and Tony Spira will be available for lectures, special appearances, as well as assisting families with problems associated with paranormal activity. Mm. And you can reach Tony at N-E-S-P-R-2 at yahoo.com because Lorraine had the first one <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I thought there would have been one there at that point so apparently someone else is in ES. so there's three of them yeah that must have been Ed's Ed's was the original Lorraine had one and he had two they know how to use email like they're really apparently apparently they couldn't get the email address for warrens.net even though their website is warrens.net so I don't know um but you know, he's he's continuing the good fight. There's obviously a lot of uh, skeptics out there um, who consider the Warrens as frauds. 
Um, and there's a <laughs> lot of evidence that supports that. I'm not going to confirm nor deny because I didn't, you know, I don't have an opinion, but it, it does weigh heavily on the side of them being frauds. Um, but, you know, we'll go a little more into that in a, in a little bit. Matt's yeah, going to... Fake it till you make it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt's got some some Warren's Truths for you. Do I have as the I take, As I take another sip of this IPA. Got their birth certificates, right? Oh, shit. I don't think I did my job. They're birthers. <laughs> oh. We're Ed and Lorraine birthers. <laughs> here. Oh, make uh, Ghost Hunting great again. Uh, this is great watching you two drink real beer. Real beer. <laughs> I prefer lagers to IPAs. <clears throat> if this is Rebel Lager, I think I'd be okay. It's so bitter. I'm getting used to it now. The more I drink it, it's... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just like when you first start drinking beer. Yeah. Or any liquor for that matter. That Southpaw. That's the first thing I do. Gross, really? Yeah, someone dared me to. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm going to... Um, apparently, Ed Warren grew up in a haunted house in Connecticut. Of course he did. From a young age of five <laughs> until he was 12. So touched? I don't know if he got touched. I didn't really see much about him getting fondled or anything. Um, he did see shapeless darkness. Then slowly I started to see light beginning to form and it would morph into like a ball shape, sort of like a basketball. And then I'd begin to see a face in that ball. That is called a ghost. Ghost Globule. 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 Oh, that sounds right. I yeah. think I've heard that word before. <laughs> Once or twice. Globule. Uh, rooms were getting icy cold. Um, the face was an old woman. Yada, yada, yada. Um, he might've just had the flu. <laughs> so anyways, um, <laughs> we're not gonna get too much into their, um, their history of, you know, when Harry met Sally in here and Ed met Lorraine. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna dive into the cases. Um, so for that, Matthew is going to, uh, hit you with some ghost truths. Oh, and um, yeah, let's see how this goes. Yeah. There's a lot of f- cases that a lot of people are going to recognize because there's about what three or four Conjuring movies, three Annabelle movies, the Amityville Horror. So let me just give you an overview of the famous ones. You got the Annabelle, the doll, you know, the possessed doll. You got the Parent Family, which was personally my I say favorite, but it wasn't really like that interested. Everything else was just not as interesting. <laughs> um, that one, that one's. We'll, we'll go a little further into that one. I, I, I took a good bit of notes on that one. That's the Conjuring, right? Uh, the yeah, I think so. Yeah. And like they all, because yeah. even even parts of like Amityville movie like take from it. Oh God, Chris is not handling this beer. <laughs> I just burped through my nose. Like God, that hurt so bad. Power oh, uh, baby. Woo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then there's the Amityville case, probably. I guess you guys would agree, probably the most famous yeah, of right. theirs. Yeah. Uh, then there's the Enfield Poltergeist, which that was another. So that, was there one or two London ones? I think that was, I, think, I don't know. I know the Enfield was in, out there. But yeah, North the London suburb of Enfield. Ooh. Hence the name. Duh. Um, then there's some demons. <laughs> just, <laughs> just some demons. Yeah, some demons. This guy named Arn or Arnie, I don't know. He's under my notes about demons. Um, I guess. Oh, he was the one that was tried, right? Or he tried to plea. That was the thing. It was the first time someone tried to plea oh, yeah. demonic possession as the reason for murdering. Hmm. 
Uh, we'll get we'll get into that because that I have a problem, not a problem. I found it interesting as far as the uh, <laughs> what happened to him, <laughs> like whatever. We'll get to that. Then the Snedeker house. Would you call me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Smurl family. Uh, those are those are pretty much like all the the, the most famous ones. It kind of goes off from there. Oh, and then there's a werewolf. And I have very little as, about the as werewolf. there should. Um, but anyway, so let's let's just hit it from the top. <laughs> Annabelle, so, I have not seen any of the movies. Have you guys? I've only seen the first Conjuring, which I felt was a classic. I did not see Annabelle. Okay, so I've watched documentaries on other cases, but I've never watched the movies. Yeah. I never had an interest in watching them. All right. Well, I mean, I guess short and sweet is it's a Raggedy Ann looking doll yeah. that's possessed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking, and at the, looking at the picture. I still so let me see. Did I? Well, find have you it? have you seen the first Conjuring? Matt? I haven't seen any of oh. them because they they. Um, She's part of it, right? She makes a cameo. I don't know if that's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're giving a lecture to a college um, a college class, and they discuss that case, the Annabelle case. Oh. Um, and you know they're in a, in, you know it shows them talking to the kids and how you know they'll put the doll in one place and then next thing you know it's not in the same place. So. Mm. Um, that was like the beginning of the movie, and then they go to the house of the parents um, for the Conjuring. Okay, yeah, but I have I haven't seen Annabelle. So it sounds like a possessed doll was yeah had enough story to make three of these damn movies. Yeah, and be a part of the four. Con- well, actually, maybe it's not part of all I think it's four. Two con- I think there's four like, Conjurings. Jesus, was it there? It's but she may tied, not be a part of all. It's of them. tied in the movie, but it's not. Tied in real life. None of the stories are actually tied together. Yeah. Chris. But they're tied. They're real. They're real. It's all real. <laughs> I didn't say they weren't real. So the the link between all three wasn't real. I bet we could find a link. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. if Annabelle was in here right now, we'd all shit our pants. I don't know. Well, it wouldn't be much for me. I already uh, got he's to. already got to. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't change anything. Say hello to the turtle. Um <laughs> so yeah, Annabelle, I don't know. I just possess dolls that just I don't like. I have no interest in those, really. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh, a little backstory for you guys. I don't know a whole lot about paranormal stuff. Ben and Chris are the experts, so when you hear me talk about this, I'm I'm the. I, can't, I don't know if I could say objective third Shoot. perspective, but shooting from his ass. <laughs> yeah. So it's I'm here to learn, and maybe they'll frighten me. Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway, so yeah, demonic doll, and Annabelle Higgins. I mean, the last name alone makes me giggle. That, that sounds made up to me. I don't know. Can you recreate that giggle for me? Hee <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um, Anyway, yeah, so I read a little bit about it, and, like, I guess the one thing that was funny to me was when the doll lunged at the dad and, like, s- scratched his stomach and made him bleed or some shit. As one would. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just... I I mean, know. What do you guys think of the whole thing? Dolls are creepy regardless. I, I would agree. Hand is creepy as shit. I'm sorry. It's just I'm, I, I'll try to keep the vulgarity down, <laughs> but that's probably See, not going to happen. But uh, she's creepy. Dolls are creepiest to me in the low light or dark situations. <clears throat> yeah, like yeah. just a doll sitting out, like walking to a nicely lit room or something. Like whatever. I don't get creeped out by dolls. Period. But if I see one like in the corner of a room when I'm trying to go to the bathroom at night or something, like that would freak me out. Especially if they have those eyes that like gleam in like the littlest of light. But it depends on what the scenario is. So if I walk into a, a, a well lit room, but there's a doll sitting in the middle of the room, like looking at me, 
That'll freak I'd you out. We freaked out a little bit. Yeah. If it's just one random one out of place, just like yeah. sitting there. It's like, what the? How'd you get here? Did you walk? Yeah. Did you yeah. walk in here? Did you pop? Yeah, especially when they would show. You know, that's the, your first question. What's, what's which, how you got here? Did you walk in here? What's, well, what's your angle? <laughs> well, like the way they showed it, like it's like you know, it wasn't here when we left it. You mm-hmm. know, and it's just like oh, that's a little weird. You know, that's kind of what's going on, and then bad things start happening. Like oh, what's going on? You know, like mm, I don't know. Also, I don't know what to think about the possessed doll thing, though, because, I mean, there's there's other stories. And usually when there's a lot of different stories, either A, it is real, and that's just a like a, a phenomenon, and it happens a lot, or it's just copied. And it's like, oh, yeah, we had this one story from back in the day, and then well, now there's like 50 versions of it, but it's this, it's all comes back to one. So, like, I, I've, I've seen Robert the doll in Key West, which is a similar cursed doll that has killed people and they obviously can't see me with the quotation mark mm. fingers but i did it anyways um, <laughs> he did and he thinks it's real yes i think it's real bro um so i've seen robert the doll and i mean it's creepy but obviously they, they give you a backstory on it so you automatically got the the chills when the, you're looking at it mm. it's nothing spectacular it's, it's not even as nice as the annabelle doll the annabelle doll looks like they put some effort into it <laughs> robert the doll it's just it's weak man it's just weak weak sauce mm. So I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about dolls necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I. I couldn't imagine seeing one come at you and choke you. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. And well, scary. my question is, why didn't anyone try to like burn it, right. rip it apart? It's made of cloth, fabric. It's, yeah. <laughs> like, well, because I mean, I and I haven't seen the movies, but I mean, maybe they did. And it, I, did they ever try to destroy it at all? I never or? saw. I never read anything about anyone trying to destroy it. Other than mm. the only thing I saw that they did was lock it up. Gotcha. To me, screams. Let's keep this alive, yeah. like to make it seem real. Like if yeah, to make if, money. I mean, if I thought yeah, exactly. Like if, if if I thought some doll was attacking me, mm-hmm. damn right, I'm gonna try to like destroy it, not just keep putting it in different rooms of my house. Or why why Ed and Lorraine Warren if they were really worried about it why they didn't burn it instead mm. of keeping it alive and on display it's obviously money because no 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 you know people aren't going to come see a picture of the annabelle doll they want to see there's no the way doll, so. there's no way lorraine or ed wanted money out of this what they were trying to help people chris hey that's what that's what <laughs> their website claims so i mean that's all you can go off of really right <laughs> yeah um all right so i guess we can move on to the next if you are, unless you got more to talk about this doll. Well, <clears throat> so I'm, I was looking here because that's a good question I, I, that you just posed. Why not destroy it? And here's some people, you know, talking about like, you know, why not destroying it? And some people saying, um, would it like release the demon and invade your own body or something? So Sounds apparently hot. this was in the <laughs> beginning of The Conjuring. And I guess I just forgot about this. I need to go home and watch this because I own this movie. Um, I'm so sorry. a conversation between Ed Warren and a reporter visiting his house from the beginning of The Conjuring reporter. Oh, well, isn't it scary or doesn't it worry you? You have all these items in your home, right? Talking about the museum that we'll talk about in just a bit. Um, Ed, that's why we have the priest that comes by once a month to bless the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just Well, the stupid. way I see it, it's safer for these things to be in here than out there. It's kind of like keeping guns off the street. This guy was way ahead of his time. Mm. He's early. Liberal, right? All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our reporter, why not just throw them in an incinerator, destroy them? Ed, well, that would only destroy the vessel. Sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle. Uh, it makes sense. So I guess, but I'm, I'm still. I mean, if the genie is Christina Aguilera, I'm getting her out of that bottle, bottle as quick as I can. But I've never been a huge believer right in objects being possessed. 
Because that just seems like, why would, if you're a demon, why are you possessing an object? Like, what can an object really do? You, you possess a person, and they can do stuff. Well, apparently, well, this, apparently this, this doll could do yeah, stuff. This doll could DDT someone. Like, it's <laughs> straight up. <laughs> so we're dealing with Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also didn't understand. I'd punt that little bastard across the they room. They did. Right into the fireplace. Yeah. And they made, what, four or five more movies? Mm-hmm. He looked like he was pretty strong, though. Like, he, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's probably one where he wrapped, like, a phone wire or something around someone's mm-hmm. throat and choked mm-hmm. him out. Um, and a plastic bag, I think. 40s, benching two, in the 50s. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. So whatever. that makes yeah. that makes a little bit of sense, you know. It does, but you know, not that. Distra- I just find the fact that the, the <laughs> preacher or the priest had to come by once a month and right. felt, like top it off or something. <laughs> it's like top, yeah. top, top it off. Uh, it's getting a little weak. Let me sprinkle some more holy water on it. Yeah, he's like, ah, it smells a little bit. Eh, more water it smells <laughs> like demon in here. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> So what's the next? Uh, yeah, so the next one was the one that I thought was pretty interesting, only because, probably because it's the one that had the most story to it for me, because it's the Perrin family in this house in Rhode Island. Uh, I guess, where would it, let's see, where do we start? Because um, the, the what house... The, what, what it was. Yeah. What's the, what's the movie? Because people are going to probably tie more to the movie. Well, I can't speak for the movie, because I didn't, again, I didn't see... No, no, see... just what it is, so they'll know no, what no, story no. you're talking about. So, so. it is... So it was the home of the parent family, which apparently was haunted. Um, I can't remember why it was haunted. Uh, like how long it was. There's a the was witch, right? For it. Oh yeah, it was this Bathsheba, <laughs> Bathsheba Sherman, Bathsheba, um, or something. Oh, there, there's just because it, it's it gets confusing for me because there's apparently like many many spirits that haunt the house. Yeah, it was, she so, was very overwhelmed. In yeah, when she went in there. Um, <laughs> I, I watched that Pornhub video. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's see. I finished it. Oh, okay. Just got to pat. Well, we got more, you know. We're the rebel, yeah. <laughs> I want more. Do more. we have to drink Do you two? want another one? Yeah. I'll oh, I put it in one. the fridge. I'll do another one. I'll, I will go get it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even You can grab me one, too. I've been halfway through. Needs more sugar. Ew. Let's see. Keep talking. I can hear you. Yeah, I'm trying to catch where I need to start talking about this. Because I forgot that there's just so much shit. Like, reading through it made sense, and then now I'm, like, lost. Thank well, it's you. from The Conjuring, right? No, that's, that's it's, the story yeah, of The Conjuring. Yeah, yeah, But Because um, it was, like, the, the Bathsheba lady is the one that's haunting, part of the ones that are haunting... The, uh, she's supposed to be like the worst one, right? Mm-hmm. That's haunting the family. Um, uh, what did I do with it? So, thank you, sir. Yeah, need my bottle open. So there's a bunch bunch of demons haunting this house before they the parents moved in. So they bought it. Um, to and it's let's see. So there's six, five sisters, and the parents. So. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you, so say you're, you're moving your family into a house mm-hmm. and all the people that you're talking to before you tell you, um, for the sake of your family, leave the lights on at night. Would that actually freak you out if someone told you about that moving into a house? Hell yes. Uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> to each his own. Maybe, uh. Like, would it, would it make you second guess? 
what you've done? If I, mean, I had obviously there would be a follow up question. Like I'd just be like, oh okay, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate the advice. That's gonna be a hell of an electric bill, but okay. Like. <laughs> but that brings us up to the next one, which is the Amityville, probably the most famous one of theirs. Uh, which I actually did see the Ryan Reynolds version of this one. Uh, so because I. it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> actually, I saw it in the theater. I wonder if we yeah, probably we probably did. I enjoyed it. it I didn't mind movie. it. I watched both. They're, I don't remember if really I've good. seen the original. I mean, obviously the original was is an older movie, so it's not right. You, know, you don't have right. the effects that you have in the first and the Ryan Reynolds version. There's a, and it's a lot different. Mm. Um, some of the parts are different. Oh yeah, yeah. But I like both movies. I just you know I was really deflated when turned out a lot of it was hoax well yeah really deflated and i really liked when ron reynolds was chopping wood without his shirt on i bet you did that was great who doesn't that's ron reynolds <laughs> um, he's in good shape if you don't know who ron reynolds is <laughs> he's if you don't know who ron reynolds is you got a thanks problem. ben for the clarification man it's you really really good spot shit. on man abs and shit like it's, it's awesome <laughs> that on the nose dialogue christopher nolan's known for but uh i actually didn't read even though i saw the movie but this is Back in 2005, I guess, when that came out. I haven't thought or talked about it or seen it since. Um, either you a little more versed in this Amityville story? Um, I am not only... I'm, I was always more interested in the Conjuring part of their story. I did not really know until maybe about a year ago that they had anything to do with the Amityville horror. Oh, okay. Did you see the Stephen King thing, he, what he said about it? No. Um uh, see, the Amityville narrative has become a kind of campfire ghost tale, effective as a spine tingler, but likely fabricated, or at least mostly so. Oh. Stephen King dropped that truth on him. Wow. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Master of horror himself. Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> um, but from what I remember, another house that was haunted. But this one, they actually were able to do an exorcism, and that was where like the flies showed up, right? When the, it, when the it, priest was trying yeah. to do it? Mm-hmm. All right. I do have the right movie then. Because <laughs> I remember that was that was pretty... Uh, I mean, it was gross, but that was... it's Watching it, I thought it seemed a little out of place. I don't know. It, it felt like it was a little weird. Like, mm-hmm. that was a forced thing to happen in the movie. Even though... It, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to explain about that. It just... As I was watching it, it seemed kind of desperate and out of nowhere for when they put that scene in there. Mm-hmm. But that's me. I don't know. What do you guys got? Nothing about Amityville? Well, I saw this is a statements made by Ronald Defoe's lawyer. Defoe is the one who, or Defeo or whatever his name, was the one that murdered his entire family, yeah. which is the whole reasoning for the hauntings or whatever. Demons uh, made him do it. Um, and he claimed that himself, uh, Kathy and George Lutz, consumed four bottles of wine one evening and had a creative writing session about what kind of thing could go into a writing a horror book. I remember reading that, actually. So that was what this was referring to. Um, yeah. Now the Lutz still, uh, they maintain their experience were real and their son, Daniel even wrote a documentary called my Amityville horror. But, um, I know a lot of it's been debunked. <laughs> it was so. about being raised by alcoholic parents. Yeah, yes. right? <laughs> all they did was drink wine and every saying, day. And it tends to be a, um, a common theme in all of the cases, especially the ones that make it to books or, or National movies yeah. that, um, everything ends up being fabricated. It's not necessarily that nothing happened, but it's almost to the point where Ed and Lorraine would push to get the best of it because they knew what would sell. And so a couple of little bed shakings ain't going to do nothing, but if we can really get it 
freaky. Flies out of yeah. the mouth. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. People will buy, buy this shit up. So, um, yeah, I've read in a lot of different cases that it was definitely, like, very fabricated. Uh, in mm. some instances, like, they even have, like, a guy who's going to write the book at the place, and they even tell him, like, you know, just make something up. And you'll see <laughs> that. I think, uh, I want to say it's the Haunting Connecticut. When we talk about that one, it'll be, I think, there's a part where it talks about that. Yeah, that's. I mean, Amityville was. It was. It's a cool story. Mm-hmm. Really freaky. Really good. Uh, the, I think the freakiest part of the movie, or the Ryan Reynolds movie, is when he's like, like he's having sex with his wife, and it's like a demon. Like a face just pops up, so like creepy. I think that's how it was. I can't remember. Exactly oh, I don't remember that. that. It's been years. I remember she's yeah. riding him, and it was like, oh, this is hot, man. This is hot. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, demon in the sack. You have a nice body, demon. <laughs> All right, any, anything else about Amityville before we move on to the next one? Not for me. Ben, you good? Mm-mm. And then we actually have a case out uh, near where our old stomping grounds. Well, actually, my stomping grounds now. Um, but y'all y'all went to school out there. But, yeah, they've actually came out to Carrollton for a, a case back in the, I think it was the 70s or 80s. They came out for one uh, a place out there. And... Um, I don't know. They, their story, uh, and then I took it against uh, newer owners who had the same kind of stories, and they never met Ed and Lorraine or anything. So I don't know if they had read previous stuff or if it was, if what Ed and Lorraine said were true. What so, was it? Uh, the mansion out in, in, in Carroll. They went the there? Street mansion. Yeah, they went there um, and said there was three ghosts. Um, There's obviously Eugene, Eugenia, I think his name, or whatever, Mandeville. Uh, which is the main ghost, and then there was a, a, a evil male spirit, and then there was a child spirit, which is more of a imprint. It wasn't actually a ghost necessarily. It would just go through the same actions. Just it wouldn't interact with you. Um, and they said that's what they saw, or what Lorraine saw because she's psychic. Um, but I know we know two we know two owners, and both owners say the same thing um, that they've seen. Those I now the first Bob all I ever talked to him about was the girl, um, but the other owners said they'd seen all three, so um, I don't know that one. I don't know they didn't really fabricate anything, but obviously it wasn't made into a book or a movie, so maybe that's because they didn't fabricate it. Mm. Who knows? It wasn't so, interesting enough. Yeah, they're just there, <laughs> yeah. knocking over condiments, mm-hmm. trash in the kitchen. Um, so yeah, is, is there any any of these others you want to go over? The haunting Connecticut or the uh... I mean to me a lot of the other one minus the werewolf one they just to me they all kind of run together it's like the same old song and dance mm-hmm. either a house is haunted or somebody I don't know it's it possessed. yeah it, it was all the same to me after a while um, which is well, why that the the parent family one was the only one that I thought was yes. worth going through because it was like Different. it was a little it, it was like good ghosts bad ghosts and it just got worse kind of thing well here here's the um the funny thing about the Connecticut story. So apparently, um, Garden, who was the, he was the writer. Um, the guy that kind of came out to it. Let's see. Cause it was written in the book. He, it was written by Ed Lorraine, uh, Carmen Reed, L Sneed Decker and Ray Garden. So Garden talked to, um, Horrorbound magazine. And he said that he interviewed all the family members, about their experiences and soon realized that there was a problem. I found that the accounts of the individual Snedeckers didn't quite mesh. They couldn't keep their story straight. I went to Ed Warren with this problem, 
Oh, they're crazy, he said. You've got some of the story. Just use what works and make the rest up. Just make it ups and make it scary. <laughs> so, like... Jeez, man. I mean, once again, like, it kind of... Yeah. Kind of hits them as in, like... Uh, <laughs> they might be somewhat legit, but at the end of the day, it looks like they were more into the money-making and, like, is this book going to sell? Is this going to be a movie? Right. That kind of thing. And they just kind of, like, kept trying to push that. So, like, how much of it was real? How much of it was... Fabricated that 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 gets blurred quick. Yeah, um, kind of ahead of their time. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, they knew what they were doing. Like people do that now, not nearly as successfully. Yeah. <laughs> eh, props. This one's for, this gulp is for you. <laughs> That's not the first time he said that. Ed and Lorraine, Mm-mm. mostly Lorraine because Ed's dead. You gonna pour on the on the ground for your fallen. Yeah, pouring homie. out for the homie. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, what's the werewolf one you wanted to talk about? Is that Bill Ramsey, the South End werewolf? Werewolf demon, werewolf with William Ramsey and Robert David Chase. It's called it's called Werewolf, a true story of demonic possession. Um, let's see, this tome is wonderfully summed up by Kirkus, who the hell names their kid Kirkus reviews, in which uh, that might be just a website. Hopefully, maybe his name's Kirk. In which the unnamed writer states, Skeptics, please note the Warren's assurance that this is a carefully documented case. They forgot to include the documentation, though. That's what they kind of say. So basically just, they write a story, and then you're supposed to believe it because it's Ed Lorraine Warren. Nice. Um, There's no actual information on it. Um, It says the... This both demonstrates that the Warren's fraudulent nature and and shows how blindly faithful and devoted believers of their work can be. Consider this passage. The Warrens haven't been able to produce any photos or material evidence, but the very presence of the famous demonologist couple, paranormal collector John Zaffis, and famous exorcist Bishop Robert McKenna, greatly increases the credibility. Moreover, most resources telling the truthfulness of this case are blogs that love to gush on the Warrens. So... I don't think this website I was looking at, uh, it's actually Ranker, obviously. Um, mm. You can take what you want to with yeah. Ranker. <laughs> but they have this um, area called Graveyard Shift, which is pretty cool to read on. But they, they, they hit them hard. And um, it almost comes off a little bit bitter and a little biased. So I, I don't know. I can't take exactly what they say is gospel, obviously. Mm-hmm. But... They don't, especially with this book, they definitely are just like, this is bull. This is complete bull. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are all the main cases that we really going to talk about. I guess the, uh, the next discussion is, uh, from Ben. Ben's going to go over the museum, the museum of odds and ends and demon dolls and possessed keyboards and, <laughs> It is the Warren Occult Museum. Ooh, Ooh, scary. Um, So the Warren Occult Museum. So like we said, they started doing their research in in 1952 and opened this museum in the 1980s after they accumulated, you know, a lot of things um, that they wanted to. (laughs) Bottles with genies and vessels and, and all that stuff. So they keep it at their home in Monroe. Um, they say it's the oldest museum of museum of its kind. I don't know of any other occult museums, so 
for all intents and purposes, to me, it's the only of its kind. Not a Ripley's um, Museum of um, Strange Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch that seashell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they claim many of the objects are you know extremely dangerous and deadly, and they ask that you respect them. Um, so let's see. No, so currently it is closed um, due to zoning regulations. They're seeking a new location for the museum. Of course, as we, we said earlier, I think it was it's in their backyard or something. Yeah, it was in like a back room or something. Yeah. I, I have to look it back up. Yeah, but it was... in the movie, they make it seem like it's actually attached to their house. But if you see a picture of it, it it's actually separate. It's a separate uh, building. Like a um, shed? Almost, like a big-ass shed. <laughs> um, in the movie, they just go to another room that they tell their kid that she cannot go to under, you know, or she'll get in trouble. They don't tell her yeah, why. Yeah, God forbid you lock the door. Yeah, they so they lock it, but like somehow she got into it one time. It was uh-huh. really weird. Um, and in the movie, they did not have Annabelle sitting behind anything. Just in there. She was just out that's on the smart. shelf. That's real smart. Yeah, you know the thing that you're not supposed to touch. Yeah, you, you could just you could totally touch it <laughs> if you want it. Yeah, you could totally touch. Just it. like this podcast is touching you right now. Ooh, yes. Wrap that around with your right consent, there. of course. With your consent, yes, me too. Yeah, um, give or take. <laughs> so yeah, hundreds of thousands of visitors um, come and visit this place um, from around the world. You know, there's you can routinely. Well, I'm not going to say routinely, but you can see people tagging themselves in pictures, mostly with Annabelle. She seems to be the most popular thing. It's, you know, likely because of the movies. Everyone's taking pictures with Annabelle. Um, of course, you know they ask you to. Um, they're convinced that the doll is behind the death of, of, of not just, you know, many people pre prior to this, but, um, they think that it caused the death of a gentleman who took a picture in front of it. Um, he died of a motorcycle accident after, um, provoked Annabelle to inflict him harm. So I guess he was like, Hey, you know, Annabelle do your worst. Like Lieutenant Dan shouting at the storm and Forrest Gump, just, you know, that all you got Annabelle. Is that all you got? And then next thing you know, he's and he crashed and he died. Did he drive off the road? What? Like what? Did they give you any details no, on the crash? He just got into a fatal motorcycle accident. Yeah, there's another doll in there called the Shadow Doll um, that visits people in their sleep, like Freddy Krueger, and has the ability to stop your heart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you <laughs> if you don't like dolls, don't visit this museum. Well, we can't. It's closed. Oh, yeah, because it's closed. It's closed now, you know. We're all safe for the time being. Because you could break in if you really wanted to see if you're about that life. Break, <laughs> break the window. Let the world have these things. Oh, that'd be awful, man. Someone breaks down the door, just like, be free, my demons, be free. <laughs> Why not? Ed rolls in his grave. <laughs> Maybe we should start a petition. Demons have rights, too. Oh. <laughs> that'd be terrifying. <laughs> um, so de- let's... The de- demon tuna movement. Demon 2 movie. So there's also the Conjuring Mirror. Demon um, 2. <laughs> referred to as a dangerous object, the Conjuring Mirror is used in rituals to summon spirits because of the inability to control whether the spirits are summoned are good or because you cannot determine. Um, you can't choose like if you just summon good or evil spirits, you just summon spirits. Um, they say, you know, they recommend that you don't do it. Kind of the reason why you don't use a uh, Ouija board, they say. Because you don't know who's talking to you. Oh. And so you might think it's a kind spirit. He's or playing demon. you. He's playing you. Next thing you know, you're possessed. Your, your butthole's bleeding. Yeah. 
You know, you're like that guy oh. in a haunting in Connecticut that was mean to his brother for no reason. That was probably from lunch, though. <laughs> That's a spicy chicken. You got the spicy chicken? Yeah. You always get the spicy chicken. I always That's you got to get jam. the spicy chicken. You should have got the double. <laughs> I already got two patties. Should have mm. got the double, double. Um, and so, yeah, um, yeah, they have another satanic idol. They have a vampire's coffin. Um, they said they found this object being used by a modern day vampire. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about that. How do they know? It doesn't say how they know. They just know. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says. Well, that's all know. I need. That's yeah. The, all the proof I need. I mean, like, honestly, after hearing about them <laughs> asking someone just to just make some shit up and make it scary. Yeah, exactly. Come on, bruh. You've done this before. You're <laughs> our best writer. <laughs> and I heard that that guy went on to write um, Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. That's what he did. Mm. There's a there's an organ that plays itself. Um, and right next to that organ, there is a um, skeleton holding a Ouija board. Yeah. It looks like it's extremely cluttered in there. In the movie, it looks like really wide open with like, you know, wide open walkways and stuff. Yeah. And you look at it, it looks like a junk closet. Are you telling me that they fabricated something? That sounds crazy. <laughs> Well, who would ever believe that the Warrens of all people would fabricate something? Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to this museum. Um, yeah, the possessed doll is really the most famous thing in there. It's behind. Um, um, it's in a case that says "positively do not touch." And uh, is that the the sign? I think I saw it where it's like it looks like a movie, like a theater sign. Sort of like that. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Okay. Positively do not open. Um, yeah. Oh, jeez. That be the museum. Hopefully it reopens. How much did they charge to get in? Does not say, but you can find videos. Like, there's uh, videos online of people going through it, and there's also an interactive video as well. Mm. This isn't... Oh, yeah, I didn't click it, but I saw that. Yeah, there's an interactive video. There's also videos that you can purchase, which, I, I mean, I don't know why you would purchase <laughs> it, but... Yeah. Because you're a sucker. I will say, though, doing research for this kind of, you know, put me down on the Warrens. I, I believed in them, man. I really did. Did you? Yeah. I really, like, The Conjuring's one of my favorite movies ever, and um, it made me really kind of like the Warrens, and then to find out that, mm. you know, they could be frauds. <sighs> Makes me sad. To think there was a movie based off of something not true. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had, um... Found out Laura Croft wasn't real. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had, uh... I had known because I had heard about the um, Emmyville horror being um, a fraud, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Th- I didn't know it was in Lorraine that would be doing it. I thought it would might have been the, the family or something. Yeah, the family was kind of what happened. So I didn't. I had my doubts about them, but until actually researching, I didn't know how deep it was and yeah. how bad it was. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So yeah, blew my mind, man. Blew my mind. So, um, anything else I want to go over? Are you feeling like that's it for what we have? I mean, yeah. yeah. Cause like I said, the more I read about them, the more the stories started to just sound the same. Yeah. And Which then, probably by design. then all of the, yeah. <laughs> then all of the hoaxes coming through is like, Oh, okay. Cool. They're like, just borrow <laughs> elements from that story and borrow elements from that story and put it together. Like just, it's not that hard. <laughs> 
You've done this before. Come on, this is like your third book you've written with this, man. Do we need to replace you? <laughs> it's like, no, man, I can do I can do this. I can do this, all right? I can do this. I'll throw this one'll be a werewolf story or something, man. I don't know. It's different, you know, it's different. <laughs> it's different, man. I don't know why I just made him like this southern red. Yeah, it's different, I have, man. I have no idea why you went that way. That's his go to. It's different, man. We're just gonna make it different, man. Are we gonna talk about the beer now? Yeah, let's go over the beer. As well. I'm so, I'm so both of you are Matt, Matt to, you're the classiest of us when it comes to right, beer drinking. So right. you go ahead and just um, let us know how you felt. I, I mean, as an IPA, it's weak. It's it's definitely an IPA that is made by. Well, I guess Sam Adams is not technically like the same as like a Budweiser because they are still, I think, like family owned and operated or some shit like that. But it's exactly what kind of mass produced IPA you'd think it tastes like. It's not as strong, not as hoppy, much easier to drink. So, yeah, I mean, if you're trying to get into the world of IPAs, I would say this is a good starting point because it's not going to just, well, except for Ben. (laughs) Actually, it, Chris too. It looked like it punched okay. you guys in the face, but well, I haven't drank I would, IPAs in a while, so yeah. Like I mean, to punch. me, <laughs> to me, it's tasty. Like it, it's not bad for for what it is. It's really not that bad. But in the world of IPAs, it's nothing special. Yeah. All right, um, Ben. What did you think? Hoppy. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it tastes like, it tastes like what an IPA, my, my IPA palate is not that refined. So, um, this just tastes like every other IPA I've ever had, um, strong. So, <laughs> I mean, like if, you know, it, it's doing its job, you know, as Matt said, it is IPA, uh, with training wheels. So if you're looking to, I mean, the barrier to entry is going to be easy. Well, I mean, you can probably find it anywhere. Whatever, I'm, I'm gonna shut up because I'm probably just gonna make myself sound, make myself sound stupid. So I'll just leave it. Well, <laughs> oh, no, because I was looking to see how much alcohol was in it, and I, I want to feel like most IPAs are well over what's actually in this. So okay, I don't know if there's different regulations for a company like Sam Adams and how much alcohol they can put in something based or uh, against like a local brew. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if there are like the whole craft thing or whatever, but they do have the little sticker. I don't know if you saw it. It's uh, independent. Yeah, independent craft. They're a part of the Brewer Association. But whatever. Sorry, I'll I'll stop talking. What'd you think, Chris? <laughs> um, I didn't think it was bad, considering everything else I've had. Like I'm I'm not a big drinker, anyways. Not beer, not IPAs or lagers, anything like that. So I didn't think it was much different than any other IPA I had. Um, it wasn't the best I've had. I've had better, but I've had be- I've had worse. That first drink, though, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was not ready. Both of you. I was you not ready. Were... I haven't had no, an IPA in a long time, ready. like Ben said. He wasn't so, um, ready. So <laughs> I wasn't ready. But I did drink a couple. Uh, it does get better. <laughs> just wonder <laughs> when it gets better. You just force it down. Yeah, just force it, you know, whatever. Like but it, was, it wasn't as a kid. It wasn't terrible. It's definitely bitter, very bitter. It's like chewing on some sort of citrus like rind. Like you're just like shaving off the outside of it and chewing on it. So from that, I've never done that, so I cannot relate. From that yeah. um, thing, it's, it's that bitter. But um, I don't know. That's you can't really take my word for it necessarily. Matt would be the one you want to listen to uh, if you're a, a real heavy drinker. Now there will be ones that if I get my way and I drink it because I was I was shooting for the same amount of cream uh, cream ale. Cream stout. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
had a cow on the front. I, of I, I guarantee you, I don't think I would have been able to get through half of that beer. I might have liked it because I like some of the um, vanilla stout, like that um, Leinen Kugel vanilla um, vanilla draft. I think it, mm. it's like a winter beer. Yeah, that I like was their excellent. winter beer, but it has like a chocolate flavor. It's almost yeah. like a tootsie roll. It was a well because it says vanilla, but it tastes chocolate. Yeah, which was weird to me, but it's really good. Oh, that was glorious. I had that at a pub. All of this. Yeah, had at a pub. Yeah, they bring it in seasonally. And that's my thing. I guess we just have different, yeah, yeah, yeah. different yeah. taste. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's that. That does it for our uh, inaugural podcast. Um, Touched by a podcast. You can find us on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Touched by a Podcast. Um, Instagram Touched by a Podcast. Uh, Twitter is Touched by a Pod because they won't let us put the cast on it. <laughs> and uh, please join our Patreon page uh, at. Patreon.com slash touched by a podcast. Um, donate, help us out a lot, and we will start posting videos on Patreon for all Patreon subscribers. Um, and we'll be on all major podcast um, outlets uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that fun stuff. So Woo. hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you want to stick around. We'll have a lot of cool um, um, topics coming up. Definitely. Stay tuned. Um, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, my name's Chris. Signing off. Bye. What? <laughs> I'm Ben. I'm Goodbye. Matt. I interrupt. Bye. <laughs> Bye.